Welcome in, everybody, to the XFL Fantasy Central podcast. I'm your host, Rod Villagomez. You can find me on Twitter at RJ Villagomez. Find the show on Twitter at XFL Fantasy Cast. We strap in, folks. We got a great show for you today. We are going to talk a little bit about uh, what's been going on lately in the news as far as uh, fantasy and a bunch of the roster cuts and stuff that, that were supposedly going on. Uh, we're going to announce a listener league and how you can get in on it on uh, Alt Fantasy Sports. So pay attention to that. And then the main course is that we welcome in Rachel Van Oranje. She covers the Houston Roughnecks for ESPN Radio out there in Houston, and she has got a wealth of knowledge about the Houston Roughnecks' offensive weapons and their fantasy potential. So uh, that is a great, great conversation that we have. And uh, yeah, man, you're going to learn quite a bit from Rachel. It was a great, great talk. So, uh, all right, let's just get this show started because I want you to hurry up and get to the good stuff. You never truly know how information-starved a fan base is until they start speculating on everything that's going on. And I got to tell you right now, that is the XFL scene right now, especially the XFL fantasy scene, as there is so much talk going on about what and how and who and and everything about the uh, season-long fantasy options for the XFL. And right now... If you, I, I, I hear so many things, and and I know that there's a lot of people in there in the community that have contacts that know and talk to people, but nobody knows anything really concrete right now, and everybody's being tight-lipped about it for the most part. And maybe by the time this episode's hit or this episode hits, there'll be some sort of announcement. But right now, guys, we don't know. Like the only place that we actually know that there's leagues going on is on altfantasysports.com, okay? And I know that there's a lot of people that are saying, well, whoa, 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 there's not an app, and you know, I'm not going to play if there's not an app. That's fine, whatever. I, <laughs> it's not for you then. But I will say that Alt Fantasy Sports has done a very good job of stepping up their game and, and offering this to us. I mean, if you want to do it on your own, that's fine. Go ahead. I, no, one's, no one's judging you at all for it. But the fact of the matter is that they've got somebody right now that's set up to do this. And so you should take advantage of it if, advantage of it if you want to play season long. Um, but right now, I mean, there's people that have tweeted Yahoo. There's people that have tweeted ESPN. And, you know, their service desks are giving the right answers. I get it. I mean, I, I, I see it. I see what the answers are and I see what they're saying. And they're leaving the door open for the possibility that at some point they'll have it. But all I've ever read and all I read into this is, no, we're not offering it right now. And let's talk about just the way that this is happening, okay? We're, we're barely, we're a couple of weeks away from kickoff right now, right? February 8th is, is when we get to see uh, live action. And if you're telling me that a, a, a platform like Yahoo or ESPN is waiting for next week to launch their season-long options, I think that's crazy. I really think from a marketing standpoint, it doesn't make any sense to just launch the week before and from just an actual gameplay standpoint, because you got to give people time to, to draft. You got to give people time to, to do. And I, I get the, I get the reasons why I understand that the rosters aren't set yet and that they won't even be announced until Monday. That's fine too but at least announce that you're going to be offering it so people can start signing up for it right now. If you're only giving people a week's lead time, it's not a lot of time to react. And in the world of marketing, you want to be out there first. You want to be out there before anybody to get that market share. And so if you're waiting this long to announce it, 
from a marketing standpoint, that's horrible. That's that's terrible. And and look, please prove me wrong. I want Yahoo, ESPN, whatever, whatever platform they're playing on, please prove me wrong because I, I want another option as well. Uh, I love all fantasy sports, don't get me wrong, but I'm a fantasy junkie and I'll play wherever there's an <laughs> opportunity to play. Um, and, and again, with the app uh, in the works, uh, that's that's another thing too for everybody that wants to play on an app. I do I do hear that uh, Alt Fantasy Sports might be coming up with an app. And as a matter of fact, I've lined up an interview with them. We just got to set the time uh, so they can talk about it. And maybe we'll get them on the next episode before everything gets going. But right now, again, if you want to play season-long Fantasy XFL, Alt Fantasy Sports has the leagues going right now. And in fact, um, a little bit along those lines, I'm starting a listener league. All right? I've already got members that are lined up for this this listener league, but I want you. I got two bots left in this listener league. All right. I got opportunities for you to play season long on all fantasy sports. So here's what I want you to do. All right. To get in this in this league, in this listener league. You need to get on your favorite uh podcast app or whatever you listen to podcast. Um, and I want you to leave a review. Preferably a five star. You don't got to be a five star. I, I know that you know not everybody uh, likes to leave. There's so people out there that are just curmudgeons and uh, and don't want to leave five star reviews. But uh, if you would like to leave a five star review, that would be much appreciated. And uh, I, I definitely uh, would would like to see what you think of the show. But leave a review. Uh, take a screenshot of it and uh, and tell me that um, tell me that you did it and then you will get entered into uh, the opportunity to be in the show uh, you can be like Ricky Wilson who is for the one of the members of the show uh, and he left a review and uh, it was actually a, a five-star review and he says Rod is an absolute encyclopedia of XFL knowledge. He is the king with such pinpoint answers to questions you might have with this new and exciting league coming up. Such a great voice that brings such high energy to the plate. I vote this the 1.01 of all football podcasts and highly recommend you to subscribe and listen. You will be glad you did. Aww. If I had the blushing face emoji, I would have that right now. But uh, thank you so much, Ricky, for that uh, awesome five-star rating. And uh, listen, I, I just opened this up now and saw another five-star rating. I'm so bad kind of at looking at ratings because I don't feel like I ever get them. So I'm just happy to get one. So um, Bruno H212 or 1212, um, if you're listening to this show, which obviously you do, um, consider yourself the fourth member. Now only have one spot left, uh, or the fifth member rather. Now only have one spot left. So um, let me know because I want you to be in the league now. <laughs> and then I'll only have one. So if you leave a five star review or if you leave a review, um, then you'll be battling for the last spot in the listener league. But uh, so he says that uh, Rod is the man. He's got a proven track record with the CFL, and now he's pouring his efforts into the XFL. Can't wait to listen to more ahead of daily fantasy content going or yep contests going live. That's true. I, I tell you, Bruno, it's it's coming up, and we are just right around the corner from DraftKings opening up. And and here's the thing about that too. Um, let's get back to the meat of the subject. But I, okay, so let's close up the loop here on the league. So if you want in the listener league, now there's only one spot left. So Bruno, please claim your spot uh, on Twitter. Let me know that you left it and who you are and, and we're going to put you in that fifth spot. So right now, uh, we have Miles Daly in the league. We have Jake Hripp. We have Josh Robbins, Ricky Wilson, and now whoever Bruno is, Bruno H1212, please 
please claim your spot. Uh, but we got one opening now. So one opening for the league. Make sure that you uh, you leave a review to get in on the action. So um, yeah, wow. Okay, so now that that's come, the the fantasy, the um, daily fantasy aspect of it. We talked a lot in the in the first couple episodes about DraftKings being the only spot right now that's announced it, and that kind of made me think about also the fact that if if there was going to be a season long option announced anytime soon, then it would have already been announced. DraftKings announced it. They haven't obviously put together. Um, their actual contests yet because here's the thing the rules just barely came out a little bit ago and obviously like we said uh rosters needed to to be uh finalized but here's the thing as well with the rules being the way they are big platforms they have to be ready to handle a huge load and i don't know that the designers or the or the people that are are in charge of that I don't know if they are ready for that kind of turnaround, especially after NFL, uh, which is why alt fantasy sports and look, they're not paying me, <laughs> but I'm just telling you right now that they're the option that's out there and, and they are the ones that have autumn they, they've turned around and they've changed the rules and they've made all the adjustments necessary for us to play season long fantasy. So um, if you're turning your nose up at it, then I'm sorry. I just, I don't know what to tell you you're probably just not going to go with XFL fantasy this season because you obviously don't, you know, support the people that actually are doing the things that you want them to do. Um, and so, you know, I, I, for one am grateful to the folks at all fantasy sports for even doing this because they're not getting paid for it either. Uh, this is all out of the, <laughs> this is all out of the graciousness and for the love of football and for the love of fantasy football. So, um, I'm, I'm definitely a supporter of them. Uh, but you know, again, DraftKings FanDuel, I don't, they, I know that they have the, the FanDuel XFL tabs, but they're not going to probably offer any contests. So if you're holding out hope for FanDuel, um, I don't know that you're going to get it as well. Uh, so I guess my overall message on all of this is, is stop being picky. <laughs> stop, stop holding out hope for stuff. I mean, listen, again, I want to be proven wrong. I, I want to play on all kinds of platforms as well, but if you're going to cry for fantasy football, then go where it's at right now. You know, enjoy the fact that people are offering this to you, or if you just want to do it yourself, do it yourself, but you don't have to. That's my point. You got people now that are going to do it for you. So just roll with it, you know? Uh, so let's talk a little bit about this alt fantasy sports stuff going on. Um, now, so when it comes to, to how the rosters are being constructed, okay, it's, it's sort of normal. You can, and actually, if you start a league, you have the ability to change the, the, how you want the roster spots to even look. So right now there's, there's quarterbacks obviously in a six person. And that's, that's where I think the sweet spot is. Um, as if I get sidetracked anymore in this conversation, can you follow it? I hope so. Uh, <laughs> because it, uh, there's a lot of people wondering, is it, should you do six Pearson? Should you do eight? I know one guy, one gentleman is, is got like, I don't know, what is it? 16 teams in four conferences and doing one of those gigantic, uh, uh, you know how the NFL, how they do those hundred and some odd team leagues where everybody's got, you know, a, 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 a team, but they're all spread out over five different conferences or whatever. Um, I, I'm not going to get that fancy only because it, we want to have fun. And it's kind of hard to have fun being a commissioner of a league where you have 
uh, you know, 16 different owners and there's only eight or eight teams in the league. So we're sticking with six. That way, at least there might be a quarterback floating around or two uh, in case of injury or in case of something happening. Um, so yeah, you're only allowed to roster one quarterback uh, at all. But now I've also heard, and I'll confirm this uh, on Twitter, so keep an eye open on Twitter, but by the end of the weekend, Alt Fantasy will have a team quarterback option. And that's why I'm kind of holding off on on actually starting the Listener League. I'm getting the members, but I don't want to start until um, at least next week when, when Alt Fantasy Sports has everything put in place, and that way I can start the league and not have to worry about tinkering with it later. So if they add that team quarterback, that will be a gigantic help uh, because now you're not worrying about rostering just one quarterback from a team. You have the opportunity to roster the entire. So whoever they go with over the whole season, you're going to get points for that quarterback. So um, that's definitely helpful. And, and why is that helpful? Well, because guess what? If the quarterback does go down in the middle of the game, um, you're not you know feeling around for the backup uh, and, and trying to, you know, uh, just miss out on the whole thing. So yeah, anyways, and then there's uh, running back slots, receiver slots, tight end slots, flex spots, kickers, and defenses. Now, uh, I'm pretty sure that in my league, we are not going to have kickers and we are not going to have defense. Um, and, and again, it's not because I said, uh, I, I said that he didn't, I said that he didn't, I said that kickers, while important and while, kick, they, while they kick field goals, um, just not going to have much, I guess, value past that and field goals are going to be I think few and far between in this game so we won't go defenses either because it's hard to go defense when there's only eight teams um it's just it's just too much of a crapshoot so we'll figure out how to divvy it up there um and then of course you can also set the points per uh everything so on all fantasy sports it lets you customize the whole doggone thing and they keep the stats for you (laughs) So come on, how much easier is it going to be to play a uh, season long fantasy? I know you want an app. I know you think apps are sexy, but, uh, you know, I, I guarantee you're still going to have the same type of fun playing on alt fantasy. So, uh, all right, listen, I'm telling you right now, that is where our listener league is going to be. That is where I'm comfortable saying you should go play. And uh, if you're listening to this, then uh, by all means, please, 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 please go play on alt fantasy sports. If you want to be in the listener league, listen, if there's a big enough demand, uh, I'll, I'll be willing to start a second one. Um, I'm not going to play in the listener league because I want you guys to have fun and, uh, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be another team in there. So, uh, I want it to be filled with listeners and, uh, for you guys to have a good time. Uh, but you know, I guess if the demand is high enough, uh, maybe I'll start another one and I'll jump in. So we'll see. But anyways, uh, the takeaways from this, go leave a review on Apple, on Google, on Dasher, on Dancer. <laughs> Just go leave a review uh, and and I will put you in the entries to uh, to join all of the folks that are already in the league um, and uh, and we can play some XFL fantasy footballs XFL season long fantasy, uh, which is right around the corner guys. I'm telling you it's crazy. Uh, all right. A lot of moves that went on too. So we'll talk about that in the next segment. On Twitter this week, there was a quick little video interview with Oliver Luck, commissioner, obviously, of the XFL, and he alluded to the fact that uh, all of the rosters were going to have to be cut down by Wednesday, which was the the date that uh, everybody said that the the 52-man rosters were going to be set. So I know I was amongst a, a bunch of people thinking that we were going to learn those rosters on Wednesday, and it turns out, no, we did not, because guess what? This league knows how to tease. <laughs> And they said, yes, our rosters are supposed to be uh, trimmed down by Wednesday, but you won't know what they are until Monday, which again, 
goes to the whole um, having a hard time uh, finding some sort of venue to pick up fantasy football in like a week and a half. So, um, so yeah, so all of the rosters may be set now, but here's, here's the controversy. And this is what we get. In, in the speculation that I talked about uh, in the beginning, as far as everybody speculating about everything. And, and that is is run rampant this week, especially with talks of cuts, because we know cuts were made and we know that the rosters had to be set to de- or as of uh, Wednesday. But here's the thing. Nobody knows the names. Well, not everybody apparently. Uh, and if you want, I'm not, I'm not going to name any names. And I, I kind of see where some of the folks that are saying, uh, let's not do anything until this is all verified. Um, and so what I'm talking about is the fact that the, uh, NFL draft diamonds, Twitter account, uh, put out a, uh, a list of all of the names that were cut. Uh, and, Look, I'm not familiar with NFL Draft Diamonds. Uh, I've I've actually never even heard of them up until now. And apparently I'm among the the few uh, people who haven't heard of these guys because they have uh, 96.7 thousand followers uh, on on Twitter. So apparently I'm not, you know, I'm just one of the, the few that never heard of them. But anyways, uh, they've got a little XFL stuff going on. And apparently they, they listed the names of everybody team by team who got cut uh, in that last round of cuts. So I I know I said a couple of names on Twitter um, only because of my gut reaction uh, to the names made me sad. Uh, And, and again, I've been looking to see if this is verifiable. I I know that there's so many other folks that are looking to see if it's verifiable. Um, And, and I don't know with, with that many followers, I don't know that they, they would be tweeting out stuff. That's not, uh, at least corroborated by somebody that they know. Um, so uh, again, take it with a grain of salt. I'm not quite sure uh, what the authority was that they released it. And and uh, I know that there's other folks that are out there that are um, saying that it's, it's kind of not right and that they're not going to say any of the names uh, on that list until they can figure out... Um, who actually it, it, uh, or actually who leaked it and who actually has, um, the full list. I know that Connor Folk, uh, who's, who's been nicknamed the Shefty of the XFL, uh, hasn't heard anything yet. And, and, uh, again, <laughs> with everybody speculating, who knows what's true. So we're going to keep a, a close eye out for that list. I mean, if nothing else, we know that by Monday we're going to see, um, uh, some actual sol- uh, solid rosters and, and maybe not depth charts, but I know it's, and I said depth charts, but I don't know, maybe even Monday's a little too early for depth charts as well. Um, because I know that they've still got to figure out who's on their team, but here's the thing. Here's the takeaway from, from if you go to this, the NFL uh, draft diamonds, Twitter, see the list, you know, click on their article and see the list of folks. There are some names that people had as starters, um, not just, you know, fringe roster players, but there's, there's some names on there that people had as starters and as sleepers and as people to watch out for. So, um, really when you look through this, this list, it has you scratching your head as to what, you know, so this is why I say, <laughs> and I've always said it until we know who is on the team rankings, anybody that gives you rankings right now, this early 
are, are, are all just speculating. And the best of us too, I'm, I'm struggling on whether or not I want to put out rankings. Um, only because I know that again, things change so rapidly, uh, in the buildup to this, this league that if I spend time doing rankings and, and listen, uh, John Ferguson, who I had on the show a couple days ago, um, or a couple episodes ago, he'll tell, he'll tell you as well that it's frustrating to, to make rankings only to have to throw them all out the window again. So I know everybody out there is thirsting for rankings. I know you guys want, all the rankings you can get and you know that's great and we'll, we'll you know i'll continue to, to give you john's because john is is uh really chugging away at getting these rankings but just understand that the early early rankings probably won't mean a whole heck of a lot until we get a week out until we see depth charts until we see schemes and until we see um <clears throat> actual stuff that we can we can rank because uh, right now we're really just going off of um college stats and AAF stats and uh, all that stuff. And so we won't even know how these guys react in, in this league until we see week one. So just keep these, these pre season rankings um, in, in the back of your mind uh, for, for what they're worth. And, and really it's just so you can get familiar with the names and, and maybe the comfort level of the experts as to how they'll produce week one. And uh, just like John said in the show too, week one is going to be a crapshoot that he probably won't even he take part in as far as uh, daily fantasy is concerned, because you just don't know. And and this week, this week especially, should prove to you that nobody really knows what's going on except for the people in the front office. So um, there's going to be a, a huge, huge storm on Twitter over this weekend. I guarantee you, there's going to be a whole lot more talk, and everybody's going to say they know uh, something. But uh, please do yourselves a favor before you, you click anything as true and just corroborate, like, like look around, do a couple of Twitter searches, searches to back up what you think. Um, you know, because again, this is, this is, this is the prime time for everybody to come out and say, I'm an expert. Look at the, <laughs> look at the Twitter accounts that have been tweeting the XFL for a while that I've had uh, good knowledge and, and discern for yourself. Uh, and like I've said before, don't rely on me for breaking news. I'm not going to break any news for you because let me tell you, the breaking news game, uh, you just get more wrong now than you get right. And I don't believe in feeding any information that I personally have not actually um, talked to the source you know, and I don't hide behind sources. I want, I'll tell you who I talk to, um, you know, because the relationships that I've, I've had in the media over the, the course of my life, um, you know, you, you always talk to people, uh, and, and I've very rarely had anybody want to remain anonymous with information, uh, because then that just gets, that just gets convoluted. You know, you always talk to people outright and if they want you to tell them or tell people what they're saying, they'll say, yes, go ahead. And if they don't, then they don't. Um, because all, you know, anonymous sources, I don't know. It, I don't know. It just, uh, to me, it, we live in a world now where it's too easy to click the wrong, uh, information out and, and people will jump on it like mad. So, uh, yeah, just, just keep in mind that, uh, when we know something official and when we have something to go off of, you will have it as well. Uh, and I want to see it from, from an, a league source. I want to see it from somebody that's affiliated with the league, uh, but a lot like the fantasy football stuff, you know? Uh, where Yahoo and ESPN, their customer service things are, are starting to say, we don't know. So until I see something from them saying, yes, we are, 
uh, then we will go with it. But until then, I'm just not going to hold out hope that they're doing it. Uh, and I'm not taking the word of their customer service teams that it's going to happen. Uh, I know DraftKings did it there that way, uh, but then they actually followed up a couple days later and said, yes, we are. Uh, and, and, and the league announced it as well. So I'm still not seeing that from the likes of uh, ESPN and Yahoo. Um, yeah, so I, I know we started out this segment talking about roster moves, but uh, I think this kind of dissolved quickly into a be careful what you read over the next couple of days because there's going to be a lot of folks claiming to be XFL insiders um, that are going to try to to be first with the news. So uh, just beware. Beware. Keep your eyes on the rosters. Keep your eyes on social media for the teams themselves because you'll get a pretty good gauge of uh, who's still on the team by them tweeting out uh, who's still on the team and and videos of their their players. So, uh, all right, listen, we got a great guest. And I'm going to uh, waste no more time till we get to her because we got to talk the Roughnecks. We got to talk the Houston Roughnecks and their fantasy options. Um, so, so yeah, we're going to do that coming up right now. I have a very special guest on the line. She is pretty much the master of all things uh, Houston Roughnecks. So she is Rachel Vanaron. Hey, I think I got that right. Did I get that right? You did good. You did good. Thank you. Oh my God. Because no <laughs> one knows how uh, just debilitating it is to have your last name mispronounced than I do. So uh, I'm glad I got that right. So Rachel, thanks for joining the show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Uh, well, you probably are super excited about the league getting started because uh, this is more football right in your own backyard after the Texans go away. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, you know what Texas is all about, right? Football. So we're, we're super excited on here for this. Yeah, I do know what Texas. I was stationed in El Paso for uh, about three years, so I I'm familiar okay. with Texas and all of its footballness. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So Houston, uh, Houston Roughnecks, and I always want to say the uh, see you have two Texas teams. One's the Roughnecks. One's the Renegades. Why two R teams to get us all tripped up when we're trying to learn everybody? I don't know. I mean, Roughnecks. You're from El Paso, right? As far as I know, what, what I do know about the oil and gas industry is roughnecks are the people that work in West Texas. So I thought it was a little odd that they chose that name for Houston, but I think they're definitely pandering to the Oilers, the old Love You Blue fan base. Um, Dallas and Houston, they're definitely going to have a rivalry right off the jump just because it's Houston and Dallas and we hate each other. But I think they got the cooler logo. What do you think? Yeah, I think of the two. Yeah, I like it because I do like the oil thing. Because I, I was, uh, I was a Houston Oilers fan because uh, of my. I was a Niners fan growing up, but I, I had an AFC team because I mean I was young. I didn't know better, so I liked okay. the I liked the Oilers. So yeah, so seeing a little oil thing again, I I, I get nostalgic. Yeah, it's kind of weird though uh, with the Roughnecks. I've already gotten asked um, out at the Roughnecks training camp by some of the players made a joke, Sammy Coates made a joke that I was a Renegades fan because I have a tattoo, stupid 17-year-old Rachel thought it was a great idea to get a tattoo of a little bandit on the back of my arm that literally looks identical to the Renegades logo. So shamefully, I'm covering the Roughnecks, but I look like a Renegades fan. Well, I don't know what to do. Did Dallas like look at your Instagram page and say, oh, that's perfect. We need that. That's our logo. They probably, they probably did. I will take credit for that. Full credit for that. Well, now we know where the uh, Renegades uh, logo <laughs> came from. You can thank Rachel for that. 
For sure, for sure. Uh, but we're not here to talk about them. We're here to talk about Houston. So let's yeah. talk a little bit about uh, this team and what you've seen so far through the, the early stages of camp and, and tryouts and stuff. Um, what's the vibe like out there right now? Uh, the vibe, man, it's it's really good vibes. Really, I was actually surprised at the chemistry of these dudes out on the field together. Like you would have think you would have thought that they've been together for years. Like they're just high fiving each other. They're singing. They're dancing during practice. I mean, they made practice look like the most fun, you know, I don't know, like CrossFit thing ever on the planet. Like they're so connected. And we even had a guy who a defensive player who proposed to his now fiance right on the field, you know, and he wanted his teammates to be a part of that and to sit there and witness it. Like, it's crazy how close these guys are. And um, let me just tell you, June Jones is quite a character. Um, he, he, at first, he kind of scares me a little bit. And I, I think the players definitely, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say intimidated of him, but they definitely respect the guy. Um, but he's also a dude that you kind of just want to go pound some beers with at the local bar because you know he's got some great stories to tell. Um, I, I can't wait to see what this guy does with his offense in a league that is so geared towards offense. But I think him in this offense is going to flourish. I don't know so much about the defense, to be honest with you, but that's another story. But um, big things are expected. The players, especially the offensive players that I spoke to, they're really excited to play in this guy's offense. And it's just, I don't know, it's great vibes. Well, I mean, June Jones took the Hamilton Tiger Cats of the CFL from just the absolute joke of the league at 0-8 and, and turned them around, and, and they won eight games. So uh, they finished the season 8-8. Eight and eight. So June Jones can work miracles with a group that he barely knows. And, I mean, again, this is why I'm a little excited about the Houston offense because uh, any player, any any coach that can do that to with his players is, is somebody that I definitely want to watch. So, um, and, and you said not, you know, the defensive players, you're not, that's okay. We're, we're not here for defense. We're here for offense, so we're, we're fine <laughs> with that. I think that was June Jones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, all right, let's talk a little bit about that offense and, and, and some players to watch because we're trying to figure out early in this season which fantasy players to keep our eyes on as we start drafting here in the next couple of weeks. So give us a couple of names at, uh, at whatever positions you want to start with uh, of people we need to be paying attention to on Houston's roster. Yeah, for sure. So um, right off the bat, uh, I think you know, I know, James Jones knows, everyone knows that Sammy Coates, he's going to be a force on this offense. Sammy Coates knows it. Um, he was a third-round draft pick back in 2015 to the Steelers. He came out of Auburn. The dude played in an SEC title game. He he played in a national title game with uh, Cam Newton. I mean, the dude knows how to ball. There's no question about it. Um, he put over 200 yards receiving and like two touchdowns in the Iron Bowl against Bama in 2014. And the thing is, the crazy thing is he did that 200 yards all within five receptions. And then like, I think in a, in a playoff game with the Steelers, he had two receptions for 61 yards. So my point is, is that Sammy Coates, I think he's going to be a big play threat. Um, I think defenses are going to scheme for him and specifically him all season long. Uh, the very first practice I went to, obviously the players, you know, they didn't have names on the back of their jerseys. So I'm sitting there and I'm watching these receivers run receiver drills. And Sammy just stood out in every single way you could possibly think of just from the get-go. I, I looked at my friend and I said, why is, why is like this linebacker looking dude running, running drills with the receivers? He's huge. And there's a lot of big wideouts on this team. I think it's clear that June Jones, he, he kind of prides himself on his ability to scout wide receivers. And there's a lot of big dudes on this team. 
But I mean, he looks like a tight end out there, which is kind of ironic because June Jones, he doesn't even utilize tight ends on his roster. But uh, yeah, Sammy Coates, I mean, he's uh, six foot one, 200 pounds. And uh, I definitely think he's bigger than that in person. So the best analogy I could probably give you is like Zion Williamson, how he looks on the court next to a bunch of big NBA dudes. That's kind of how Coates looks next to DBs and other wide receivers. So uh, another guy that I have is Khalil Lewis. Um, I do think he's going to do big things on this team. The dude is fast as hell, and he seemed to have a really good connection and good chemistry with both Connor Cook and P.J. Walker in the practices that I saw. Um, he's a speedster. He was uh, in that stellar Cincinnati offense back in college, um, and I think that he's going to just be an easy plug-in fit to Coach Jones's scheme here with the Roughnecks. Um, I, you know, I also I have a kind of a secret little twist. Um, Charles James the third. Uh, I know that he is in the NFL. He was a defensive back, but here's a little tip. I think he's going to be a receiver for the Roughnecks. I, I really do. And uh, the dude here, he's a local fan favorite here in Houston. He made some big plays for the Texans when he was here. Um, it put him in the good graces of many, but then he became nationally known as like this funny character on hard knocks. But uh, the dude is a fighter. He's an underdog. He's fast as hell. And even though he's small, he has really, really, really good just in-game instincts, like some stuff that I just don't think you can coach. And um, to be honest, I think that he's going to make a, I think he's going to make a good slot receiver in the XFL. So, I mean, also he'll be probably returning balls on special teams, but yeah, I, I think I, those are my, my three favorite dudes, I guess, as wide receivers. And they have a really good running back in Andre Richard Williams. Um, you know, initially you might think that, this is a team that's probably not going to utilize running backs, at least not in the traditional way that we know, because if you know anything about June Jones, the, what they say about him in Hawaii, they said June would run it. Like, I mean, uh, June would pass it. That's what he does. Likes to throw the ball. But uh, Andre Williams, he's too talented, I think, not to be utilized. Um, he's, a, he's a big running back, not height-wise. He's only 5'11". Uh, but he weighs like 220, 225 pounds. He's thicky-thick. And uh, he's got that low center of gravity. He's got loose hips. He can make those cuts you want. But he's also a power back that you can use on third down and, you know, in the red zone. Uh, I think he was a Heisman finalist when he was in college. I know he rushed for uh, almost 2,200 yards in a single season. And I think he's just going to ball out. Um, and even though Coach Jones is not known for running the ball, um, he did have that tailback, Zach Line, who uh, he rushed for, like, over, I think, 1400 yards in 14 games and I don't know he broke some records back in 20 uh 2010 so in every single training camp that I went to the running backs they were running all the drills with all the receivers so in in PPR leagues which I think is what the XFL is gonna be this could be really good wow That is, is that a lot? Is that a lot? That was a lot. That's awesome. No, that that's exactly. I mean, I you don't know, but I was sitting here in absolute awe of just. I I loved every bit of this this knowledge. So I was soaking it all in and taking some notes myself because as a fantasy player myself, I'm like, hmm, okay, I like this. Um, but let's talk a little bit about that quarterback battle. Is this going to be a battle? Is this something we need to be keep an eye on, or uh, is this Connor Cook's job to lose? I don't know. I mean, that's the question. And I even tried to pry. I've tried to pry coach uh, June a couple times about it and he won't make a definitive answer. The one thing I do know is that he says no job is safe. He likes competition. He likes 
whoever it is, nobody get, get comfortable. Nobody think your job is safe. He wants everybody to get pushed. So as you know, you know, the, the team got assigned PJ Walker, but then what do they do in the draft? They, the first, the first pick that they draft is another quarterback, you know, Connor cook. So I don't know. Both dudes are really talented. Both dudes broke a lot of records at each of their respective schools. Um, both dudes are, I would say, you know, traditional passers, dudes that are going to put it in the air. Obviously PJ Walker, um, a little bit smaller than Connor cook, but, um, he is probably, I, would, I guess I would say a little bit more athletic. You know, he has, he poses a, a bigger threat with his legs, but as we know, uh, June Jones, he likes to chunk it up in the air and, you know, all the drills that I watched him run and everything scrimmages and all of those things, you, you really can't tell who the starter is. And I don't know if June Jones is going to do the whole two quarterback thing. Is he going to do one quarterback? Like I'm, I'm just not sure. It, it's so hard for me to tell, but I can tell you that both quarterbacks looked good with the offense. So let's talk because there was a list that just came out and it was by, uh, it was NFL draft diamonds and they released a list of a bunch of players that were supposedly cut. Now, as somebody that's close with the team, what, uh, what's their cut process? Like, have you heard anything about the cut process and should we believe anything we see up until Monday? I personally, I wouldn't believe anything I see until Monday. And that's just what I've been waiting on. Like, I've been waiting for a while to kind of get a better grasp of what you're asking me about. And I've asked the PR guy, Jay Lucas. He's a great guy over here. Um, I've tried to pry information out of Coach Jones. He doesn't want to talk about stuff like that. So it, it's just been kind of a, you know, I'm, I'm trying to poke and pry. And I actually thought that I was going to have an insider look at the final roster or a, a good look at it. And they did not give it to me. So... I, I'm not sure. They're they're just very hush hush. They're very like Bill Belichickian in that way. You know, they don't want to talk about injuries. They don't want to talk about anything like that. They're like, we don't cut anybody. Everybody's still on the team. Doggone it. Yep. Well, and Pretty I much. ask, I ask because there's a name that on this list that I absolutely love from you know his time with the Tie Cats and Jude Jones over there in the CFL, and that's Jalen Saunders and. On this draft diamonds uh, list, he is no—he's one of the cuts, and I'd hate to see him go because he did work with June Jones in that Ty Cat offense, and I—he's just a, a stud of a receiver that I think could make some waves up there. Did you get a chance to see him? And and like, do you think he's still on the team? Yeah, I I definitely saw him, and I even talked to him a little bit. Uh, talked about him a little bit with the uh, PR guy. Uh, he's a dude that obviously he bounced around the NFL quite a bit. Um, and he does have that familiarity with June Jones there. And what I've noticed with like some of June Jones staff, and I, I think he likes dudes that he does have that familiarity with. So shocking to me if he did let him go. And, you know, he played in Oklahoma, which, you know, runs that a similar type of offense. Like, I don't see that happening. But if he does, then, I mean, that's a good get for someone else. <laughs> oh, that's a huge get for someone else. Or he just goes back to the Ticats. I mean, I'm sure Hamilton would uh, welcome him back with open arms because he Probably. was part of that one-two <laughs> punch with Brandon Banks. And, yeah, I just – it's sad because I, I see some of these guys and these names that I love, and then all of a sudden you you, you see these cut lists and they're, they're not there anymore. But, yeah, I think you're right. I think we just take it with a grain of salt until Monday comes around and we all know for sure who's on the team. But it's so hard because we want to speculate it so much. 
we do. There's just so much that's unknown still about this league and how certain things are going to happen, you know, but that that's what drew me to taking this assignment. Whenever uh, ESPN Houston asked me if I would, you know, cover, cover the rough, the roughnecks for them. It's like, it's, there's just that, that unknown factor there that just makes it extra exciting. Well, and jumping on something that's brand new, there's just something sexy, especially as a journalist about that and, and taking ownership of something before there's even a, a play, you know, I think it, what it's what drew everybody to the AAF. And I think it's what's drawing all of us back into the XFL as well. Yeah, absolutely agree with you. That's, that's why I'm here. <laughs> You're like, that's why I'm still at the stadium right now. Yeah, I never left. <laughs> they do play at my college stadium too so that's kind of cool do they really yeah university of houston uh tdecu stadium it's a pretty brand new stadium actually it's really nice i want to say it's maybe five years old yeah it's not very old but uh yeah they, they're playing there and so they're gonna have not only just people that love football here in houston and texas you know coming to their games but also they're right there on a college campus so when these kids want something to do what are they gonna do Go well, to a game. Go drink at the game. I mean, exactly. that's pretty simple, right? It's not yeah. not rocket science. But so, what's what's the, what do you think the the thirst is like for out there for football after the Texans uh, are done? Well, they're done. But what what's it like now? Are they moving on? Do they want to they want to watch this, or is there still some trepidation? No, I you know I'm actually kind of surprised at the level of interest that I have seen from from fans here locally. So Houston is a really really big city. And it's a really big media market, but everybody who works in media here knows that Houston is not a good sports media town, as in they're, they're kind of uh, lackadaisical. And I don't know if that's because it's such a transient city. So many people live here, you know, that were not born here. They, they moved here for work or whatever. So it, it's kind of weird with the local sports teams. But I think because this is so new, everybody that's here right now can feel like they're a part of this team. Whereas somebody might have moved here from, you know, Detroit or something for work and they're, they're Lions fans. Well, they don't have an XFL team. It's all right now. So I, I do think that there's, there's a lot of hype, a lot of interest. And I think that it's going to be really successful here, which honestly is kind of a surprise just to anybody that works here in media that they would jump on it the way that they are. I mean, and that's good too, because like you said, with, with you not being able to have a team in the XFL yet, I mean, this is it. This is the closest thing you're going to have uh, to an XFL team, especially being in Houston. And and for me, I, I kind of questioned at first, especially when they made the announcement a couple of years ago that they were moving into NFL cities. I thought, well, that's that's kind of a bold remove, you know, like the like the meme from right. Dodgeball. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it plays out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, so far with Seattle, with Houston, and and I, you know, a couple of the cities that I'm I'm seeing uh, are are really jumping on this in a way that I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. Um, I was actually surprised about it too. I was thinking like, you know, why wouldn't you put a team like in say San Diego? You know, they just lost a football team. You would think that they'd be hungry for something like that or uh, maybe Oakland or, you know, one of those great college football towns, you know, that don't have a professional team, something like that. But I'll tell you something else about Houston. Right now, the local fan base, the fans that are fans of Houston teams, i.e. Astros fans and Texans fans, and then the, the recent decline of the Houston Rockets, like how they're playing right now, this, this city is so desperately thirsty for anything positive to come out of one of its local teams. So there's high hopes that, that June Jones and this offense is going to produce something that's going to be worth going and seeing because they have just been deflated lately. 
Yeah, it's it, it, there's been a lot of controversy surrounding Houston sports. I can understand the need for something to smile about. But so you had a chance to actually be at some of these scrimmages, correct? You you watched them firsthand. Yeah. So tell me, what the takeaways of this new this new system? Like, what are you seeing? Do you like the kickoffs? Do you like the rules being implemented? What was the atmosphere like at these scrimmages? Yeah. Um, so it. <laughs> it was kind of funny initially early on because you see like the kickoff and everything and, and these dudes have been playing football their whole lives and you can just kind of see the look on their face and the way that they're lining up and stuff and it, it just you could tell it's like uh do I do I go here do I what what do I do and you could see early on like I said uh June Jones you want to drink a beer with him but he's he can also be intimidating as hell and I heard him get pretty angry and pretty frustrated several times but they quickly, quickly caught on. And, you know, I've talked to Coach Jones about a little bit about um, the rule changes, talked to Sammy Coates about the rule changes, and they all actually love them. Like, I was like, you know, you've been coaching, you know, for a long, 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 long time. These are some big changes. You know, what do you think about them? Do you hate them? And he was like, no, I actually, I really, really like it. And, you know, he loves offense and it's the whole league is geared towards offense. So uh, it, everything has just been taken really positive like I said it's just great vibes out there on the field it's almost weird it's almost like too good like I'm like what's something like why are you guys so happy <laughs> you shouldn't be happy playing football this is supposed to be a grinded know, out right? sport right <laughs> no nah, not the game that you grew up playing this is this is hard-nosed football but I, I I think I agree with you too and I, I really can't wait for it all to play out and to, to see it actually live uh, especially that overtime did you got you guys got a chance to see the overtime play out right during the scrimmages they did that for you guys no, actually, I did not see that. They may have done it at one of the ones that I wasn't there at, but oh. I did not see that at all. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that shootout mentality. Uh, that's going to be a really – we probably may never see it. I mean, I don't know how many overtimes we're, we're looking at in the XFL, but, um, yeah, that shootout, I think that's a really great idea, and that's something maybe the NFL might stand up and take a look at. Yeah, well, they definitely, you know, with the CBA coming up, uh, the negotiations are going to be happening pretty soon in the NFL. I definitely think that there's been too much negativity voiced by coaches and players about the current overtime rules. I definitely think they're going to make some changes. And I mean, you're kidding yourself if you think that they're not going to be watching all of the stuff that the XFL is doing and taking notes. Oh, they're already watching. You got to think that they've got eyeballs on what's happening right now because mm -hmm. this is going to take the league by storm. And there's so many big rules that are being changed and 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 I guess updated and taken a look at that they're gonna yeah they're gonna end up. You're gonna see some of this stuff happening in the NFL before too long. Yeah, that's kind of the that's kind of one of the other things that I I love about this league. Right, is that. What Vince McMahon is doing based in Oliver Luck, they're basically saying we're, we're almost like the anti-NFL. Like everything that everyone has bitched about for years about everything that the NFL does wrong and everything that they want changed, we're going to do it. You know, like like they're like the Saints coming in and just kind of just seems like they're doing everything right. So I love it. And it's it's really exciting. I can't wait to watch it. Neither can I. And so what's, what's the next for you? What, what do you actually have going on with the team? What, uh, what are you doing with them over the next few days? Yeah, I just got an email. I haven't really opened it from Jay Lucas and he's telling me, uh, the next media availability coming up this week, but, uh, I'll definitely go to whatever they'll show us. They don't obviously let us see everything. 
But whatever, whatever little glimpses they will give me, I will be there. <laughs> You're like, I'll take it all. Just give it to me. I will take everything <laughs> that they will let us have for sure. I mean, that's got to be crazy. I know that they're, they, they're working closely with the media because they obviously want to, uh, want to implement this. But uh, yeah, I heard that the, even the beat writers are having trouble getting uh, accurate information sometimes too. It is. It is. And I mean, I've, I've been standing on the sidelines like talking to, to one guy or like a, one of the P, PR guys for the team, ask him a question, and then I'll overhear a coach talking to someone else you know, to the left of me about the same thing. And they're saying a different answer. So it, it's been kind of confusing. And then I talked to, there's other media people out there, people that I know and I've worked with and stuff. And, uh, you know, they'll be like, hey, you know, do you know when the final roster cuts are coming? And then one guy will be like, oh, yeah, it's coming Tuesday. And another guy will be like, oh, it's coming Monday. And it's like we've been hearing that all week. Like for the past two weeks, we've been hearing that they were coming before that they actually were. And it, it has been very hard to, to gauge some accurate information for sure. Oh, yeah. And, and that's a frustrating thing with all of us Twitter folks, too, because, all, you know, and, and I said it in an earlier segment and it's sad because everybody wants to be first. And I, I honestly I don't want to be first. Like, I don't care if I'm if I'm not breaking news. Fine. Whatever. It's just, you know, I, I'd rather I'd rather have well corroborated stories that can actually, you know, not knee jerk reactions. And so when everybody's jumping on every piece of information they can find, I'm like, guys, slow down. man. This is a right. this is a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That and that's a good way. That's a really good way to be because uh, you put out any inaccurate information in social media will definitely let you know it. Oh, they'll eat you alive. They will eat you alive. Eat you alive, <laughs> and then and then you got no, you know, nothing to stand on. But ah. <sighs> Well, okay. So we talked a lot about players, uh, and and that's that's exactly what we came to do. Is there anybody that's that's a little farther under the radar that maybe we should be keeping our eye on? Some some other, um, you know, guys that are that are way below the radar, like some of the running backs that we got. Is is how about uh, um, Henderson, D'Angelo Henderson? How's how's his outlook looking? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's so weird with the running backs on this team because. Like I said, almost every single thing I've seen the running backs do on this team, like practicing and stuff, running drills, was always with wide receivers. Like always. They are doing everything that the wide receivers are doing. So like I said, from a fantasy perspective, this could be really good or it could be really bad. You know, like I'm expecting these running backs to be utilized a lot in, in the slot and, you know, bubble screen passes and just little short maximum intermediate routes just kind of cutting across the field uh i i don't see this team running the ball a lot but if they do it's probably going to be in the red zone you know keep it safe but uh i there's a team like the focus is on the wideouts and the running backs they're probably going to be used a lot like wideouts he he likes running backs that can catch the ball that's all right i'm having ppr leagues only anyway so that works for me and all the people playing in my right you can be you can not be i mean the way alt fantasy sports has it set up right now you can set your own uh the own default for your points so you can have it as a non-ppr i don't know why anybody would but my my league's going to be ppr it's just there's no other way around it yeah it has to be and there's you know you don't have that many players to choose from so it'll be really interesting to see how that i can't wait to start oh i can't wait either are you going to play are you going to try to get in the league Oh, for sure. I'll definitely try to get in the league and I'll definitely, you know, I'll see what's up on FanDuel, you know, with some just weekly type stuff. I I love all of it. I'm a, I'm a fantasy. Honestly, I'm kind of a junkie. So I was, I commissioned two leagues this year in the NFL 
and I played in four. And on top of that, I was just p- playing weekly on FanDuel and DraftKings, like left and right. Like my whole Sunday was just consumed, like in my phone and on my laptop trying to win. <laughs> Emphasis on trying. Yeah, no, I, and look, it, when you go deep into the weeds, I played CFL, I played AFL, I play, oh, you know. Oh, you're worse than me. Oh, God, I'm, I'm, I got a fantasy football podcast, so yeah, I'm pretty bad. True, true, <laughs> true, true. Yeah, yeah it's. I'm, I'll definitely be listening and taking some notes from you. Uh, I, well, yeah, we got a, a lot of good guests like yourself coming on. So you take their word for it. I just, I'm the facilitator. I'll let the experts take, take it. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> uh, well, Rachel, I'm going to uh, go ahead and let you go. But I really, really appreciate your time. And I'm so thankful that you came on to, uh, to give us some Houston Roughnecks to pay attention to. Because like I said, as this league starts to get ready to go and geared up, these drafts are going to be happening and people are going to need to know these names and like i said who better to deliver them than the folks that are uh, talking to them and around them all the time absolutely thank you so much for having me and anytime we can do it again absolutely i look forward to hearing your podcast <clears throat> yeah it's coming it's coming this week actually i'm going to start on it and i you know i might just have to have you on as a guest too hey i'm ready you just give me a you know you know my skype now so we're good <laughs> I know your Skype now, <laughs> and I know how to use Skype, so we're good. Uh, all right, well, take a second to tell everybody where they can find you on social media and follow all your good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. You can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter. It's My handle is at GameDayOJ. Uh, it's pretty much my handle on everything. And um, I'm, I'm much more active on Twitter than I am on Instagram. But And if you are happen to be in Houston or you're in Houston, I do a radio show here locally on the weekends on ESPN Houston's 97.5. And then I also hosted a sports TV show on Sunday nights. It's on channel two uh, called the Houston sports show. And, you know, just follow me if you want for some uh, funny takes. I think I'm pretty funny. <laughs> Rachel Vanaron. Hey, she is the Houston roughnecks. I guess expert. I'm just going to call you an expert. I know you probably won't accept the title, but I'm going to take it for you anyway. So no, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> uh, follow her on socials, everybody. She's a great follow. Again, Rachel, thanks. Thank you so much. And so we close the book on yet another episode of the XFL Fantasy Central podcast. Episode four is complete. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And a huge, huge thank you again to Rachel Van Oranje uh, for joining us. Houston Roughnecks, your one-stop shop. Make sure you follow her at GameTimeOJ on Twitter because she, like I said, has a ton, a ton of knowledge about the uh, the roughnecks that she loves to impart on you. So game day OJ. I said game time, game day. <laughs> game day OJ. Yes, that OJ, like that. Uh, yeah, follow her on, on all of her socials to get all up to date. And uh, again, Listener League, leave that review. We got a spot left for you if you want it. And then uh, on Monday, I will announce everybody and uh, everybody that's in the Listener League. And then if you're already in the Listener League, pay attention because I'm going to send you the link and we're going to get finalized on that process. But uh, yeah, by all means, keep your eyes and ears open uh, until then because there's going to be a ton of stuff going on. Uh, I may do a special emergency episode on Monday just because the rosters come out, just because we're going to find something out. So keep your eyes open on the channel. Uh, and if you've already subscribed, you're going to know because it's going to hit your feed right away. Uh, again, if you're listening to this on YouTube and you want to listen to it on your favorite podcatcher, find it. Find it on Apple, 
Find it on Google. Find it on Stitcher now. Find it on uh, Spotify uh, again. And we are a proud member of the XFL Newsroom family. So thank you, XFL Newsroom, for uh, hosting this podcast as well. Uh, We are deeply in your debt for helping to spread the word about XFL fantasy football. So, uh, all right, folks, that'll do it for the episode. Episode four is complete. So until then, folks, let's make some money.